The woman in today's gospel is getting water from the well. It's just part of her everyday life activity. But this particular day, she has an encounter with Jesus. Jesus knows her, loves her, offers her a fuller life in this life now, and a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And she shares this with the people of her town, and then they come and encounter Jesus, and then the end of the gospel is they are able to say, we no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. This beautiful gospel passage invites each of us to see ourselves encountering Jesus, just as he encountered the woman at the well, and then to carry that encounter into how we live our life. I see a connection between today's gospel passage and our mission that we adopted as a parish community. And I'm going to ask you to take a look at that mission statement now, if you can pass out the brochures that uh, are in the end of the pews. And on the back side, it says, Our Mission. Sometimes at the 11 o'clock mass, things get thin. Did everybody get one? We got some. There's always ones in the front seat. That's always guaranteed. So if you need one, just raise your hand. Okay. Well, the, if you're on that back page where it says our mission, let's, let's read that together. We, the members of St. Michael Parish, are disciples of Jesus Christ. We are a welcoming community in the greater Grand Ledge area, belonging to the Roman Catholic Diocese of Lansing. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we nurture our faith and lifelong formation through word and sacrament. We grow in holiness by faith-sharing, prayer, worship, stewardship, and service. We live by the gospel, sharing our faith through witness and compassion. We resolve to reach beyond ourselves, dedicated to the spiritual enrichment and needs of each other, our neighbors, and the world. As I said, I, I think the root of that mission is contained in today's gospel, but I'm curious, this is our mission. It's great that we read it aloud. Does that mean we've accomplished our mission? No. No. Well, that's what the rest of this brochure is all about. So you can open that up now. Every year we do a stewardship of talent, and there's lots of ways to live out our discipleship. You know, in your home and at work and at school and the community and our world, but there's ways that as a parish community that we're called to live out our, our discipleship. And primarily it's, it's by our worship. And so you'll see the first part of it pertains to worship. And then secondly, it pertains to um, caring for others. Love one another as I have loved you. So that's our social ministry, our Christian service. And then there's handing on the faith. Uh, just as that woman at the well handed on her her faith to the people in her town, and that's whether with adult faith formation or with children or our school or our youth, those are all ways. And then there's the things that happen, kind of the wind beneath the wings, the things um, that are the, provide the behind the scenes stuff that allows everything else to happen. 
And that's the rest of the brochure. So I'm going to encourage you to each household to take one of these home, to read through it, to pray for it, about it. Uh, if you'd like more information about any of the things mentioned in this form, in the back of this church, the church are stewardship directories. And you're welcome to take one with you, and they describe in more detail the position description, time commitment, talent to share, and then a contact person in case you have some additional questions. You can either use one of these hard copies or both this form and this are available at our website. Um, and just a, a few things about this. Yes, fill it out as a family, and then you can write in the name or names of each family member that might be involved in a particular ministry. The first part of it has to do with our liturgical ministers. And you know, it used to be that we scheduled our altar servers and Eucharistic ministers, hospitality ministers, and readers. And we sent out that schedule to you, and then, oh, I'm scheduled. I'll, I'll, I'll read at this Mass, or I'm the Eucharistic minister, or whatever. Well, then with COVID, that kind of messed everything up. So we stopped doing that. And then we went to a system of sign-up genius, where we just said, hey, we have these slots. Just sign up. And we've been doing that. But I've been kind of hearing some feedback from different people that, you know, we think there's a better way of doing this. Uh, and so we did some research. And we found out there's something called uh, Ministry Scheduler Pro. And what that is, is it, it's a system that allows us to assign the different ministries, but it also allows you to be able to say, well, no, that's not going to work for me, or just to let, I'm, I'm going to Ireland, and uh, so I'm not going to be around, or whatever it is you're doing, that you can uh, administer that yourself, that if you'd like, um, either on your smartphone or on your computer. Now, when we have a system like that, I know some people are very adept at that, and some are like, I don't want to bother with that stuff. Well, you can always call our parish office, talk to Melissa, our secretary, or email her, and she'll, she'll work out the schedule for you, okay? But I just wanted to give you a heads up uh, that we'll be introducing that, and, and we really do hope that this will facilitate a greater number and variety of parishioners participating in our different liturgical ministries. Now, I want to say a little bit something. Uh, as I said, I really encourage you to consider any of these here and sign up for uh, whatever you, you feel you want to uh, you pray about it, what make your commitment to for, for this upcoming year. But there's some in particular I want to highlight, and one is altar servers. Um, Mario is here serving, and Mario, I'm grateful that you are, you are here today. You know, during the pandemic, we didn't have any altar servers, but it really would if Mario had some company up here, okay? It's nice to have three servers at every Mass, and, you know, what we're looking for is somebody at least in fourth grade, because the cross is kind of tall, and under the age of 95. So if you, if you fit that category, you are eligible to be an altar server, all right? Uh, boys and girls, men and women, and... That's, uh, yeah, I mean, it really is a, a way of helping to have a fuller celebration of the Mass. And one thing that, that we hope to reintroduce is, you know, people talk about 
with the Eucharistic prayer, ringing of the bells. And, and you've probably been to some parishes that have the ringing of the bells. Some of us remember when that was happening in all the parishes. Kind of my training at seminary was, no, we don't do that anymore. But I keep hearing from people, could we ever bring back the bells? And I've been kind of thinking about it, and I brought it up with the Worship Commission, and it seems like maybe in this time of Eucharistic revival, maybe it would be a good thing. But if we're going to do that, we got to have somebody ring the bells, and they got to be trained to know when to ring the bells. And so that's where the altar server piece comes in. So uh, if you're interested in that, you might want to put that one down. The next one is Eucharistic ministers. And uh, we're fortunate to have a, a number of Eucharistic ministers, but we don't have as many as we used to have. And we used to be able to offer the body and blood of Christ, uh, the, you know, the communion under the, the cup, the chalice as well. And we haven't been able to do that lately uh, because, well, we don't have enough Eucharistic ministers uh, who, to do that. And so that would be something to consider too. If you've been following the little black book, it kind of mentions how we receive the Lord completely under, you know, if you receive the body or blood of the Lord, but there is kind of a fuller expression to be able to receive both. And so, again, as part of this Eucharistic revival, it would be nice to be able to offer that as an option for all of our parishioners. And so, but that's, that's something for Eucharistic minister. Hospitality minister. We got some hospitality ministers in the back. Mike, could you use some company back there? Okay, good. And that's an important part of in our mission. We speak about uh, being a welcoming community. And, and there's lots of ways we can be a welcoming community is when people come into our parish. But uh, hospitality ministers are, are a key role in that. And so we could use some people willing to serve as ministers of hospitality. <clears throat> now, we'll move on to, uh, I want to mention bringing communion to the homebound. We have a number of parishioners who are, for, are not able to make it to worship uh, on Sunday. And so we want to be able to bring them the body of Christ in the Eucharist to show that even if they're physically absent from us, they are still part of the body of Christ here at St. Michael. So that's a ministry I invite you to consider. Um, under social ministry, one of them is uh, Loaves and Fishes. That's a homeless shelter in Lansing. Uh, several of our parishioners have been able to be involved in that, including myself, but they too have a, uh, COVID has kind of cost them a lot of volunteers, so that's an opportunity to consider, whether volunteering directly or by making a meal for the, the residents and the volunteers. Uh, catechist under religious education, uh, that is a critical role in handing on the faith whether with adults, but in a particular way with our children, both in our school, but in our religious education program. And uh, yesterday I was, some members of my family, uh, watching my nephew and godson's robotics competition, and I was sitting in the bleachers next to my sister, and I know she's a catechist at her home parish, and I said, well, what do you, what would you say about catechist? And she said, think of being a catechist like a twofer coupon. You know, like those double coupon days you get at stores, you get two for the price of one. She said, when you're a catechist, you both get the sense of fulfillment with helping to do your part and handing on the faith to a younger generation, but also, even in the act of that, 
it forces you to get to know faith better. So you end up really learning more about the faith than you could ever imagine just studying on your own when you're teaching it to someone else. So that's a twofer if you sign up to be a catechist. You can do that in a regularly religious ed program. Uh, one way of doing it in a, a very short stint is VBS, stands for Vacation Bible School. And we hope to have that the last week of June. Uh, that would be an excellent way, whether uh, you are a youth to help with that or an adult to help uh, hand on the faith during Vacation Bible School. On the back side, I always want to put in a plug for councils and commissions, finance, pastoral council, education, stewardship, and worship. We always want people to look into serving on those, come to the discernment night in May, and then on Pentecost, we will either draw by lot or appoint the new members of our councils and commissions. So I invite you to uh, study up on that. Under parish organizations and groups, one of the ones that got inadvertently admitted, omitted was our moms group. And so that's a, a group that meets, now they meet Tuesday mornings. And so if there's anybody who'd like to be part of the moms group, know that that is part of the options too. So I encourage your families to take this home, uh, read it through, pray about it, and then bring it back next weekend and then after my homily next weekend, I'll invite households to come forward. We'll have a basket to put it in and then make an offering uh, to the Lord God who has given all of our time, all of our talent, uh, all of our treasure to us. Uh, we make some return as a way of helping to carry on uh, the mission uh, entrusted to our parish, uh, the mission that that uh, Samaritan woman embraced at the well. Oh, let's pray the stewardship prayer together. That's on the inside back cover of your songbook. Oh, Father, we are reminded by the psalmist that yours is the earth in its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. We know that it is from your hand that we have received all we have and are and will be. Gracious and loving God, we understand that you call us to be the stewards of your abundance, the caretakers of all you have entrusted to us. Help us always to use your gifts wisely and teach us to share them generously. May our faithful stewardship bear witness to the love of Christ in our lives. We pray with grateful hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.